And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak coming at you solo today. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow the latest news, notes, and analysis at WWL.com. You can listen to Sports Talk every day, 4 to 8 p.m. on WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 and the Odyssey app. You can also find this podcast. It's there. It's a solid app. You should check it out. Um, but yeah. Oh, and also uh, Steve Geller and myself host on Friday. So if you're looking for this, just more of this, <laughs> more of this in your life, but with better microphones and 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 commercials, uh, check it out. You know, uh, we we take you know one of the things we like to do with that episode of Sports Talk is we'll we'll knock down some interviews with the goal of repurposing them on the podcast. So I don't know if, if people have noticed that sometimes you hear the same things if you do listen to that show and you come back. I think that it's just an opportunity for us to kind of dive a little deeper into what we hear from people. Like we talked to Scott Shanley and we're getting information from him in the moment. Then we come back and we listen to it again and we talk about it. So I think it's a good way to kind of dip into that content pool. But you can also call in if y'all want to chat. You can call in on Fridays. It's a 504-260-1870. I finally memorized the number. But anyway, we're going to get into an interview with Evan Gettings from Sports Talk. He's a 49ers reporter and producer, and uh, he's going to get into a lot of the Clint Kubiak conversation and what all he meant to that 49ers scheme this year, which, you know, it's if you needed to have a reason to feel good about it, you're looking at a team that had as successful of a year as anybody despite having a four-game losing streak, which is kind of remarkable when you when you look at it. You take a look at a team in the Super Bowl that won, lost four consecutive games. And, you know, the Saints, you know, <laughs> they, I don't think they even had to stretch that that bad this season. I think the most they lost in a row was three. But regardless, you know, we're going to talk about it. And the one conversation that is probably worth having is we're talking about Clint Kubiak as if he's hired. And he's not, technically. Because um, you can't finalize it until after the Super Bowl. All that said, you know, I understand why people are a little are a little concerned or a little nervous about it because there's nothing really stopping Clint at this point from saying, you know what, I it just doesn't fit. It's not for me. I changed my mind. All that said, a lot of the moves the Saints are making seem very much geared around this is what Clint wants, so we're gonna do it. You know, there's no off there's no other offensive coordinator position open to be taken. There's no offensive coordinator promotion on the 49ers. I don't think that Clinton is gonna be like, ah, the pass game specialist, that's where I wanna be. So, you know, they could and I don't think this is I think this is a very different situation. People who look at like a Gerard Johnson who decided to stay in Houston, it's a very different situation, in my opinion, because he's a young coach. He's still learning. I think in a lot of cases, young coaches who who take a step back and they're like, you know, probably isn't the situation I want to be in. I maybe would benefit from another year under the offensive coordinator, at which point that guy's probably going to get hired and I can stick with a guy like CJ Stroud. That makes a lot of sense. I don't see Clint being in that situation. I just don't, I think it's a very different situation. So I, I don't think that there's really any concern to be had, but I do understand that if you're sitting there like, I'm not going to count my chickens. Uh, you know, until until the chicken is here in my hands, right? I, even when it hatches, I won't be I won't be convinced. But you know, it is interesting. But I just the tone you hear people talking about it with it is interesting because he's not actually hired, but we're all assuming he's going to get hired, and for good reason. But you know, we uh, without further ado, I'm going to get into that interview with with Evan Gettings, and we will play it right here 
Evan Giddings from 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. And obviously, our audience here, the Houdat Nation, very curious to learn more about Clint Kubiak going to be becoming the offensive coordinator of the Saints after the Super Bowl. Uh, what can you say about the Niners passing game coordinator, what he's done one year there in San Fran? Well, obviously, his, his impact has been felt in any quarterback that you're attached to, whether it's the quarterback's coach, the OC, the passing game coordinator like Kubiak is. Um, he's going to get a lot of credit for what Brock Purdy's been doing. And I think that it's a smart hire because right now any association with Kyle Shanahan is typically a good one, especially in the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you look at the head coaching hires, but also the coordinators that have flown under the radar. And that's a room that on the offensive side of the football has got a lot of collective knowledge. Now, Clint, obviously, with his father being who he is, has you know that understanding of the game and professionalism. He's been around the block as well. Minnesota, he's worked under North Turner. He's worked with Kevin O'Connell. He's worked with some brilliant offensive minds. But you look at the head coaching experience in San Francisco along with the coordinators. You got Kyle Shanahan, who's been an OC. You got Anthony Lynn, who's also understood how you play off the pass with the run as being both a head coach and a run game coordinator back in Buffalo. So there's a lot of collective knowledge in that San Francisco room. And to me, just looking at kind of what the New Orleans Saints weren't able to do this year um, with their passing game, I think Kubiak's going to be able to help that, whether it's drive the ball down the field, whether it's also play off of the run with the pass. You know, I, I think this is someone that understands that, you know, yes, he's the passing game coordinator, but Kyle Shanahan's offense and really the Mike McDaniel, the Matt LaFleur, um, the Sean McVay's, Everything does start with the run, an area that the Saints, to my knowledge, were, were a little poor in this No, they season. were terrible. So, they, they, they were, yeah. <laughs> you know what happened? We, we gave up. you got to flip the script. We gave up four and a half yards a run, and we averaged 3.4. Yeah. we got to just there you go. you know, give up uh, 3.4 and average four and a half. Yeah, you're right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think even though Kubiak does come from a passing kind of background, he understands the importance of establishing the run. And that'll take pressure off of his quarterback. We're talking about Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes. You've got to take pressure off him with the run. So I think he's going to be able to enforce that as well. And uh, you know what uh, I like also, Evan? Uh, you know, you got all these young minds, whether they're 35, 36, or mid-30s, whatever. And you might say, oh, they're the quarterback coach, or they're in charge of the pass game coordinator. You know what I wanted with the Saints? And this is why I was on board with this. And I think uh, most of the Who That Nation is. Because he's not a virgin. What are you talking about, not a virgin? No, he has called plays in an actual NFL game with uh, with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Yep. Uh, so that's what I look at. Okay, because uh, I can tell you this, uh, Pete Carmichael, uh, now uh, he's called plays before, but you, if you counted upon the call plays, there's an art to that. Uh, you can set up, and like that's why Sean Payton brought Pete Carmichael to Denver because to help set up a game plan. Okay, what are we gonna do in the red zone? You know that little bird in your ear, or whether okay, what a third down? Give me some suggestions. But to actually call plays—that's a craft. There's an art, and I think Clint Kubiak. Now he wishes maybe he has more experience, but he's done it before. And being around Shanahan and all, I think he understands how you set up one play or maybe looking into the future, four or five plays down the road, what you're trying to set up. Now, it's not 100% because we're all human, but that's what I like. Clint Kubiak has called plays before in the National Football League. That That's one thing that I, I'm trying to tell the Saints fan base that I'm encouraged by. It. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You, you can't replicate 
repetitions and live in-game bullets. Those are things, and I'm sure you know that better than than most. You you, you can't simulate what a game is going to throw at you, especially if you're an offensive play caller. So the fact that he's got that under his belt, in addition to also understanding and seeing how Shanahan approaches that in-game and being a big part of it as well, that is huge. And and so I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with the Saints offense that, you know, from a passing perspective, has a lot of weapons. I think that the running back is is still um, a solid position. But how is he able to extract the best out of a unit that I think can absolutely help them challenge and should honestly challenge for that division? But yeah, so that, that was Evan Giddings. If you want the rest of that interview, go check out WWL.com. And, you know, I think the the part of that conversation that really hits home and I think is accurate, you know, it's funny because you're talking about Clint Kubiak. He was the pass game specialist for the 49ers. The biggest impact I think that you want to see from Clint in this new role is in the run game. <laughs> like I think that's that's what really just did not work. It never worked throughout the entire 2023 season. It was, you know, you're trying to get creative, you're trying to do things, but the just the just kind of standard run game was ineffective. You can say it was the blocking. You can say, it, but I think a lot of it was scheme. I think a lot of it was you're not doing things that play to the strengths of your players. Like I don't want to bang Alvin Kamara's head inside 20 times a game, right? You're talking about all these inside zone runs, and that kind of leads into it's a segue into um, Ben Solak, who was a he was a writer for the Ringer, put together a really a really expansive look at the Shanahan offense and what does that even mean and it's funny because you look at it and you say okay there's a lot of motion there's a lot of play action you're you're running a lot of wide zone and while a lot that is true the play action rate actually dropped this year and it's one of their more successful years on offense you're looking at Brock Purdy you're looking at what does he do well and I think the point that he brings up that is accurate is the Kyle Shanahan scheme is not just okay a lot of wide zone runs a lot of play action off that a lot of bootlegs it's it's making the defense wrong first and second it is creating an offense and creating a scheme that accentuates the strengths of your players and i think you saw that with christian mccaffrey these last two seasons and and how you've used him and it's it's about creative motion it's about doing things that the defense does not expect or is not ready for and and that's the core principle of the offense. That's why it's so difficult to kind of look at and say, well, this is what it is, because so much of it is the understanding to do things at certain points. And what Bobby's talking about, calling plays, there's an art form to it. You have to set up plays. You have to you have to set up situations. Then you have to you have to cash in on those situations. And there were points this year that I thought Pete did that. There were points this year that I thought Pete did that well, right? The, the Saints ran a lot of shot plays early in the year that worked, and they worked in part because of this, this setup prior to that. Throughout the season, I don't, think, I don't think that happened as often as it needed to. And, you know, I've talked about this a lot. I go back to Taysom Hill and the bland nature of Taysom Hill's role to really kind of drive home how little creativity was going in this offense. And, you know, I, I, I tweeted that one of the reasons I think Clint makes sense for Taysom and to use Taysom is because of Debo Samuel. And, you know, as I, as I look deeper into that, I almost think there's a better comparison in terms of what you can look at in that 49ers offense and say, this is something that Taysom could do. This is a role that Taysom could fill. And it's not actually Debo Samuel. When you look at the kind of the, the grand scheme of how he's used and 
at the end of the day, he's mostly a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver who can shift into a running back role and, and succeed there. But you're not going to be splitting Taysom Hill out wide. He operated more as a tight end and H-back this year. Even with his increased role as a pass catcher, it was not really as, as a wide receiver, right? He was split into the slot. He was coming off in line, and he lined up in the backfield a good bit. What you didn't do was line him up in the backfield in situations where you could take advantage of what the defense was doing. And how do you do that? Well, you know, one thing that the 49ers do, and it's something that, you know, Sean Payton's not here anymore, but he would be smiling to to know this is, you know, Kyle Juszczyk, 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 I don't, I don't know. I always forget how to say his name. The fullback. He's on the field all the time in a league where the fullback doesn't really get used, right? And one of the reasons you can use Kyle Juszczyk in that way is that he is a very versatile player. He can line up and go catch a pass, right? He can motion out into the slot. He can be that lead blocker or he can carry the ball. Like he's not just the smash mouth option that you put on the field because you can motion him out wide and you can do things with him. And when you look at kind of how he was deployed and how I think the Saints want to deploy Taysom Hill, I think that that's the role, you know, not necessarily putting Taysom in as the lead blocker and asking your 34 year old quarterback to bang his head into the line 12 times a game as a lead blocker, but he can be the lead blocker. And it's something you saw him do earlier in his career. You don't see that as much anymore, but I think, you know, you look at the, the snap counts of these guys and you take away the special team snaps for both guys, and they're both about the same. Kyle Juszczyk had, I think, 40 more offensive snaps this season than Taysom Hill did, and they came in roughly the same areas. Now, Taysom has a lot more QB snaps, but I think that there is a scenario where you can kind of look at those pages of the playbook and insert Taysom Hill in a role where he's in the backfield with Derek Carr, and you can come up with plans and triggers for, hey, if they're showing this look, we audible, we, we check into a Taysom Hill run, and we do that, right? And it's and the fact that that part of the offense ceased to exist in the last two years with Taysom Hill, it, again, and I, like I said, I'm a broken record, but like that's the those are the things that I think you can come in and you can come up with a a plan for how to do that with the motion and all the creativity in the wide zone. And you know, I, I think that that's that's where I look at is Kyle Juszczyk and and that whole system that they ran with him in the and the 49ers and obviously we'll be having a lot more conversations about this you know the 49ers are playing on Sunday there's a chance that Clint shows up with a Super Bowl ring and we get to talk about that but we're going to have a whole lot of time to kind of dive into what he means for the offense what his offense is going to look like you know it's funny we're all kind of assuming you know, it's, I have this picture up to my left. He's in a Viking sweatshirt. And we always we talk about Clint and we, and we never even consider, hey, maybe there's stuff from the 49ers days that, that he can incorporate. It's all he spent a year with Kyle Shanahan. And, and that's what we're going to look at. So who knows? We don't know how much of that Shanahan system seeped in, how much of it is what he's going to go with. But I just think the ability to kind of mix and match and find what things that work for your playmakers at the end of the day is going to be what decides whether this is a success or a failure. And the unfortunate situation for Clint is going to be that he's going to have we're going to have to make that determination after year one. Um, and <laughs> or at least we're going to make that determination after year one, at least from a from an outsider's perspective, from a fan's perspective. 
he's there's going to be no there's going to be no runway and i am interested to see how much runway there is within the organization because i don't think you're bringing in this guy i don't think you're selling this guy and and saying yeah the head coach is in is on thin ice but don't worry about it you'll be fine <laughs> uh I, I i don't know so I, I think that you probably are making commitments to him in some way um and some of that could be in the form of okay yeah we'll move on from basically every offensive coach we have and we'll change seven seven coaches for the second time in two years uh and you know how that how that works out we'll have to see but all right this is inside black and gold i am jeff noack again thanks to evan gettings for coming on if you want the rest of that interview go check it out on wwl.com if you haven't subscribed yet please do that you can follow me on twitter at jeff underscore noack you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast ring the bell if you're watching this on youtube want to get to 10k subscribers before before the draft i think we can do it i think we can do it guys let's figure it out But all right, we'll be right back. We're going to do a mailbag. Again, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. We will be right back.